Cotney Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cotney. Hey, this is Trent Cotney, CEO of Cotney Attorneys and Consultants, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Law and Mortar. Uh, as always, I've got my partner in crime, John Kenny, here. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Trent. I got to say, I know we always have busy weeks, but this week really seemed to be busier than normal. So I, I know you're, you're th- feeling the same way I am. It's kind of nice to be wrapping it up with our friends here in Law and Mortar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the kind of cool things that we did this week and, you know, one of the great things about, I guess, you know, the opportunity to kind of work with with you and the other consulting group is that we can put on some pretty cool, you know, uh, training exercises. One of the things that uh, I had noticed on our legal side is that we were getting a lot more inquiries and questions about OSHA, a lot more OSHA inspections. Uh, it picked up dramatically over the last month. And you and I were talking, we were saying, hey, you know, this is a great time to educate. Let's get the word out. Let's let's talk about what the key things are. So, you know, this started basically last Thursday. We were trying to figure things out. We got a hold of Craig Brightup, who's our national lobbyist. He lobbies for NRCA and ARMA, TRI, a lot of other trade associations. And we got with Kevin Yarbrough, who is a uh, nationally recognized speaker, former assistant area director of OSHA. And, you know, we put on a, a great webinar. Um, I thought it was it was really well received. And, you know, the, the best part about it is that we covered everything that we could cover. Like you covered the culture of safety, how it's important to start from the ground up and make sure that you were doing everything to ensure that uh, it's drilled into them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin talked about, you know, five tips to deal with OSHA while they're on site, you know, what to do, what not to do. I kind of took the baton then and talked about the legal side of things. And then Craig uh, finished it up with what the future looks like for OSHA. What are you seeing as far as, you know, legislation, regulation, uh, you know, administrative action, all that stuff. So, you know, really good. I've had a lot of great feedback since then, but uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. We put that on at short notice at a, at a huge audience and we we're able to educate. You know, that's, that's one of the things my passion projects now is, is being able to get the word out. So what were your thoughts on it? No, I thought it went off really well. We did have a lot of people on. I've got a lot of feedback after the fact, too. Um, and I think the way we went at this was, was the right way. We covered the safety culture. We covered what goes on you know, when you do end up with the problem with OSHA. Plus, you know, you went on the legality and you jumped on, you handled the legal parts of it, which you, you got to know as a contractor. And then I think Craig did a great job of, you know, bringing it home, right? He brought the whole thing home with where we're heading in Washington, where we're heading in the state agencies, where is the future of where we're going? And I think that, you know, summed it all up. So I think we couldn't have done a better job. I'm not saying that because we did it, but I, I always, you know, you and I are probably the hardest critics of anything that we do, but I think this one was for the industry absolutely great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, for those that, that couldn't attend, we had quite a few on there. We're going to put it in our shop, shopcotney.com. We're going to put it for $9.99. But as part of that, you're going to get a free copy of the fifth edition of our book, OSHA Defense for the Construction Industry. So check it out. It was a great webinar, you know, nationally recognized speakers. You can't beat it. Um, Next thing I want to talk about, John, is uh, millennials. Uh, it's a topic we haven't really covered. And, you know, actually, I guess it's Gen Z now or whatever the next, you know, segment is. But next week for Associated Builders and Contractors, I'm going to be speaking on um, 
millennials and what the legal issues are with, you know, kind of dealing with them, what the employment aspects are. You know, one of the things I've noticed, and we employ a lot of Gen Z, a lot of, you know, millennials, a lot of people right out of college. And um, the plus side of it is you get fresh thought. You know, one of the things I think that, that keeps us, you know, at the forefront is the ability to understand not just where we are, but where we should be going. And, you know, getting that kind of diversity here um, from an age standpoint, I think is, is beneficial. Um, the other thing that I've kind of seen is that, you know, what motivates you and I, and we're old school, you know, <laughs> we, we came up where, you know, you, you grind and that's what you do and you, you enjoy it until you die. And that's pretty much it. Right. Exactly. But the, the world is different now, you know, there's the motivations are different. And I think a lot of the HR policies that you put in place have to kind of mimic where you're going um, to incentivize these people to stay. Uh, money isn't necessarily the motivator it used to be. It's more about, you know, the intangibles, you know, the, the dog policies and the yoga classes and the, you know, gym memberships and the, the other things that, you know, we're hearing a lot of contractors add to their HR suite to try to attract, you know, new talent, especially in office. So, John, you know, you, you obviously you work with um, a lot of millennials, a lot of Gen Z that we have here in the office and you have worked with them in the past. You know, what, um, what do you think about that? What do you think are, are some of the hot topics as it relates to millennials? Well, I think one of the things, especially when, you, you know, working on the consulting end and we're doing the consultations and with different contractors and the, and the calls we get based on it, it, it's an interesting mix right now. You have four basic generations still in the workforce. And I think in construction and roofing, you're hitting all four. You've got the baby boomers, you've got the X's, you've got the millennials, and you got the Z's. And the biggest thing we find that out of this is catering. Like you say, when I say catering, I don't mean catering to any one particular group, but you've got to take cater your entire and tailor your companies now to be able to get all four of these generations to work as one cohesive unit. And we've never had that in the workforce before. You know, you've had your greatest generation and you're silent and then your baby boomers kind of came in that. So you had that, that, that handoff between one and two generations. But right now there's definitely four solid generations in the workforce. So we, we, I think that is the hardest and best challenge at the same time. That's what I like working with. It's figuring out that teamwork, figuring out how, you know, the baby boomer mentality works all the way down through the Z. But in turn, Think of that as how do you get that Z mentality and what they're programmed for to come back up and generate back in with the baby boomers and through everybody in between. So I'm going to tune into your webinar with the millennials because I want to see how that's all coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Teamwork makes a dream work. So um, the other thing that uh, that I've noticed that, you know, what's really great about having, you know, people out of college or, um, you know, that are in their 20s is that the uh, embracing of technology is something that that we pride ourselves on here the innovation the being able to understand you know what are the latest tools that, that can help us with efficiency and um you know i think there's there's a lot of opportunity i mean it's one of the things that that i'm going to try to hit home on this webinar is it's not a negative you know throughout all of history a prior generation has always said that the generation after them was no good or lazy or whatever <laughs> and when we came up, yeah, you just got to get away from that mentality and understand, you know, how can we use this? What can we do to recruit? What can we do to use this to uh, to help our companies? Um, 
John, next thing I want to turn to is a very interesting article that uh, Tesla came out with. And we all know, you know, Tesla in the roofing space has made uh, some news probably four or five years ago when they came out with the integrated solar shingle. There's been a lot of things since then, but why don't you talk to the audience a little bit about what you're seeing from Tesla? Yeah, so I got, got the news and it definitely took the uh, industry by storm. Uh, did a presentation uh, late yesterday on, you know, the Tesla of automobiles and the technology and other things he's got going on. And at the end, he hit about, I don't know, maybe three, two, three, four PowerPoint slides in his presentation. And out comes a, uh, a presenter dressed in this bot outfit. And he goes through explaining it. And um, it, it's very interesting. So basically, he's all in now with his company on creating a humanoid robot. It's coming. Um, we all know that when Tesla puts his mind to something, it absolutely becomes reality in fairly short format. Um, but I think this time we're going to see it move uh, quicker than, than what we thought, because from what the presentation went into was that they're going to take the current technology that's already be using in the uh, autonomous vehicles that they have out there. And basically, that's what the bot's going to be built from, the same similar technology. So it's not like they've got to go develop everything, you're kind of going to, you know, uh, infest these parts over into the new new robot. But I really hit home with me, and I know you and I have been talking about this, and I, and I am going to publish something here later today uh, through the Cotney Capital uh, on the Cotney Report, really summing this up. But it hit home for me. This is your workforce. We've been talking about it. It's going to happen. Now, instead of I'm thinking, I was thinking 15, 20 years because I'm watching the dogs, you know, the mechanical dogs run around in some of the presentations. But this, if you get a prototype out next year, as he's promising, um, you may see these start to generate into our workforce to replace the repetitive labor um, within three years, possibly five, you know, three to five years. That That's going to be a change, a big change. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting on the cotton capital side, we work with a lot of different companies. And unlike a lot of, you know, private equity firms, we don't, there, there's not a significant amount of open promotion with these companies because a lot of what they're working on is so top secret that we've got to keep it under wraps. So, you know, one of the things that we, we had a, a group meeting the other day, one of the things that we really struggled with is as you look out there, uh, a lot of this technology, uh, including the robots that, that Tesla is going to make, depends on these raw materials that we're currently already seeing shortages in. You know, the, the processors, the microchips, the rare metals that are used to do a lot of this stuff. And the, what you are going to see is an increase in recycling of these components from other, you know, whether it's cars or old computers or whatever it is because there's only so much of these rare metals and types of base source materials that can be used in order to power this actual equipment. So when things come out, you know, regardless of whether they're cell phones, I went to go buy a new cell phone. There was a two month wait on, you know, just a regular Samsung phone I wanted. So, you know, that gives you an idea that, you know, as the demand continues to rise, that uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to utilize different types of materials that's one of the things we were brainstorming is, is there a way to get around using some of these rare metals and figure out a way to use something that is maybe more abundant? Um, but you're going to see this happen again and again and again. And I don't think it's a coincidence, John, 
that uh, Bill Gates and Bezos and a lot of others have been investing in both uh, funds and um, uh, companies that that mine rare metals, because it's definitely going to be a big issue. I'm sure you saw that. I agree 100%. So, John, we've talked about a lot of different things. It's my favorite time, John. You ready? I bet you it's question time. It's question time. All right. All right. So question time today. We have a question from Zane. And Zane's question is, uh, what should a company do to secure its technology assets? Um, I, you know, from my perspective, you know, just talking about it from a legal perspective, and John, maybe you can chime in on the operational aspect. I think it's very important. You've always got to be aware of the disgruntled employee, right? And who has access to what. So keeping controls, making sure that you're, you've got, you know, passwords changed, that you've got sort of, you know, overwatch on everything that's going on in the event that, that you've got a data breach or you've got a disgruntled employee that is, is seeking to use that information negatively, that you can put a stop to it, right? Um, cybersecurity uh, insurance, I definitely recommend it. Get that policy. It doesn't cost very much. We've seen a huge uptick in cybersecurity crime, everything from phishing to wire fraud to you name it, you know, to ransomware. We had a couple of contractors had hit with that. So those are the two things that I would suggest is make sure that you've got policies in place that try to detect security breaches and do what you can to navigate that and, and get that insurance because you never know when you might need it. Now, great points. The only thing I'll add to that is you um, to your thing, you as much as we all like to have control and have whether you have in-house IT or outside IT, kind of want to have a mix of both. I think it's good to always have a fail-safe if something goes wrong somewhere, you're not totally bound to one particular source. Um, and definitely, you know, the ransomware and all the, the, the stuff that's going on out there, we're taking it very seriously. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting uh, next week uh, talking to someone about partnering, bringing a coach, another position on and consulting that is strictly going to be a cybersecurity specialist. Um, I think we need it. I think it's there. I think we're well beyond that. You know, you're seeing Walmart is going to allow the use of Bitcoin. I don't know if anybody picked up on that last week, but they're going to use that. So your currencies, your cyber currencies are going to come out more and more on a regular basis. And let's face it, once that happens as businesses, we're going to need to accept such whatever the cyber currency of the day is. I'm not saying it has to be Bitcoin. But you better have your stuff in place because criminals always seem to stay one or two steps ahead of, of preventive technology. It's, it's what they live for. So we do take it serious. And that's the only thing I'll add to it for Zane. Uh, so Zane, stay in tune, you know, stay in touch. we got a lot more coming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, news hit this week, T-Mobile data breach, 40 million customers, you know, uh, you know my phone, T-Mobile. So I expect to be hearing from them soon. Uh, but yeah, if they can hit them, it can hit anybody. So uh, be prepared, stay safe. Um, so we are at the end of our time here. If you got any questions for us, feel free to reach out to me at tcotney at cotneycl.com. John, how can they reach you? Jay Kenny at cotneycl.com. Thank you again for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Law and Mortar. See you next week.